Hey everyone, welcome to Ozonomics, a podcast created for and by students in introductory economics classes at SUNY Oswego. In this series, we'll have discussions about various economic principles and how they apply to our day-to-day lives. Are you ready? Let's go! Today's topic, I'll be covering two extreme market models, perfect competition and monopoly. I will also be comparing the similarities and the differences between them and what would you rather have since neither of them technically occur in the world. Perfect competition versus monopoly. What would you rather have? In order to understand what would you rather have between these two extreme market models, one must first understand what they are and how they work. We first begin with perfect competition. If an average person who doesn't really know economics were to ask, What is perfect competition? You can tell them that perfect competition is when any business in the world are selling the same thing, have many competitors, but cannot influence the market. Now, if you were to ask an economist what is a perfect competition, they would tell you something similar along these lines. A market structure where each firm faces many competitors that sell identical products so that no firm has any market power. They would also stress on the four conditions that need to be met, which are number one, The industry has many firms and many customers. Number two, all firms produce identical products. Number three, sellers and buyers have all relevant information to make rational decisions about the product being bought and sold. And number four, firms can enter and leave the market without any restrictions. In other words, that is free entry and exit in and out of the market. It is also interesting to add that when asked if perfect competition exists in our world, you would say no. They don't technically occur in the real world due to no market truly meets all the requirements of being considered a perfect competitive market. The term is more so used to compare other markets. Now, time for an example of what a close perfect competition would be like. There are some scenarios that do come close to a perfect market such as the agricultural market. Let's say you wanted to grow some potatoes. Since the potatoes are homogeneous, they cannot be easily differentiated. Also, since there are so many potatoes around the world that none of the people selling them have no market power. The potatoes being sold will meet the first three requirements of many firms, large numbers of buyers and sellers, and the sellers and buyers have all the relevant information to make rational decisions about the product being bought and sold. However, What stops from being in a perfect competition is the barriers to entry, especially when considering the fact that processing companies, grocery stores, supermarkets exist with the certain restrictions to follow. That is just a general understanding of what a perfect competition is and what are, you know, realistic markets that come close to being a perfect competition, but can never be a perfect competition because it technically does not really exist because all requirements are not truly met. Now, with that being said, now it's time for Monopoly. The next extreme economic model would be the Monopoly. And no, not the game of Monopoly, but an actual Monopoly. My definition of a Monopoly is when there's only one firm that controls the market. If an economist were to tell you what is a Monopoly, they would say a situation in which one firm produces all the output in the market. Basic conditions to be met for just a Monopoly are having one firm operating in the market, having high barriers to entry, and no substitutes available. They would also tell you there is two types of monopoly, which is a legal monopoly, being when a law prohibits or severely limits competition, and that the other is a natural monopoly, which is when the barriers to entry are something other than legal prohibition. In order for a firm to be considered a monopoly, at least legally, they would need a patent, 
trademark, copyright, or trade secrets, which falls under the intellectual property concept. The intellectual property concept can be broken down in the four ways I listed. A patent is basically a legal right to make, use, or sell your item for a limited time. A trademark is basically a simple name to identify the good, and once registered, it is only used by the firm. An example of this is with the popular Nike shoe company, and they used the trademark Just Do It. A copyright is basically a legal protection to prevent people from copying, using it for profit use, commercial purposes, and their original works. An example of this being used would come with Facebook blocks your live video from going public due to music from Drake being used in a video. It is interesting to know that the copyright lasts a whole person's life plus an additional 70 years. In order for a firm to be considered a natural monopoly, that is when they possess the economies of sale and sole ownership. Economies of sale is when firm decreases averages for the long term as the level of output increases. As with perfect competition, a monopoly does not really exist. However, there has been some examples that came close and depending on who you ask, will say that was a monopoly. Example. Let's take it back to 1880. AT&T, which is a popular cell phone provider, was created. And going all the way towards 1918, which was 101 years ago, AT&T's service was mostly used and they had received a government-sanctioned monopoly for being the sole provider of phone service throughout most of the United States. Now, while it didn't cover it all, which makes it fall short from truly being a monopoly, it would just be considered a legal monopoly. In the terms of the United States Department of Justice, a monopoly is when one firm merely has a very high market share. Since monopolies and perfect competitions don't really exist, the more natural economic models we have in the world today are monopolistic competitions and olupologies, and they do exist quite a lot, actually. Monopolistic competitions are when many firms compete with each other selling products in some distinctive way. For example, toothpaste brands such as Crest, Colgate, Sensodyne, Arm & Hammer, and AIM to name a few. Since there is a large variety of them, each firm has their own mini monopoly due to brand name, style, and in this case, flavor. An oligopoly is when a small number of large firms have all or most of the sales in an industry. For example, cell phone providers. While there are small cell phone providers like Boost, Simple, Mobile, Cricket, Virgin Mobile to name a few, however, the small number of providers that dominate are Verizon, Sprint, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Now that you know what a perfect competition and a monopoly is, now it's time to analyze the similarities and the differences between them both. Now, they don't really have that much similarities, but I can tell you that they both face the same cost and production function, and they both seek to maximize profit. It is also interesting to note that in a monopolistic competition and a perfect competition, there is firms that compete with each other. Now, on to the differences. Perfect competition has homogeneous goods. Monopoly is the only producer of that good. Perfect competition has large number of buyers and sellers. Monopoly only has one seller. Perfect competition has a price competition, and while monopolies have no competition to worry about. Perfect competition are price takers. Monopolies are price makers. Perfect competition has no barriers to enter or exit while monopolies are high barrier entries. Perfect competition has zero market power while monopolies have some sort of market power. Now that you understand the similarities and the differences between perfect competition and monopoly, in terms of preference, that entirely depends on you. From a consumer's perspective, I would love the perfect competition because it's many different options at my disposal to choose for a good I would want, and I'm more than likely to get a good at a lower price. 
However, if I'm the producer, I would prefer to be in a monopoly because I'm the only one with that good. And on top of that, there's no substitute to exist, so people would have to buy from me if they want that good. Now, after listening to this podcast, I hope you now understand the difference between the perfect competition and a monopoly and know what they are and examples or close examples to them. And always remember that they do not exist in the real world. There you have it, folks, on another edition of Ozonomics, where economics becomes easier for Swago students to understand, where you get your money that you pay for your tuition's worth. If you feel like being ahead of the curve, grab a seat, grab your phone, shift your fingers left and right, and download Ozonomics on the podcast app. See you later. The introduction to this podcast was provided by Kate Sones and Gabriella Schaff. Michael Kalawali provided the outro. Music by Lobo Loco. Mm-hmm.